Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist at the Natty Hour. And welcome everybody to episode 71. In today's episode, we are going to talk about whether or not your metabolism is damaged. This is a very common concern amongst a lot of people and understanding the answer can be quite confusing because there's so much misinformation out there in the fitness industry. Before we can answer this question, let's go over what metabolic damage typically looks like. Do any of the following scenarios sound familiar? Despite working out constantly and doing lots of cardio, for whatever reason, you can't lose weight. Or maybe you eat healthy and pride yourself on eating like a bird, and yet the weight just won't come off. As well too, perhaps you were seeing progress and then suddenly it just stopped and you have felt stuck ever since. Do any of these scenarios mean that your metabolism is actually damaged? Not exactly, but a lot of people believe that it does, causing them to say screw it, giving up, and eventually repeating the same cycle over and over again. Just because your metabolism isn't technically damaged from any of these scenarios doesn't mean your body isn't going to go through changes where if you're gaining and losing weight constantly, it can change the way your body regulates your body weight, making it very difficult, but not impossible, to see the results that you're looking for. So no, your metabolism, it's not damaged. To understand why this is, I think we need to just kind of understand what the word damaged truly means. Damage is where physical harm is inflicted on something, and that harm impairs its value, usefulness, or normal function. Most people hear the word damage and instantly think unrepairable, so they give up. Because of that, I really don't think it's wise, nor do I like when others in the industry use this word when you're trying to explain what is actually happening to your metabolism. I prefer to think of it as a metabolic setback. I like this wording better because it implies that things are repairable. There's an opportunity for a comeback, and as we all know, the comeback is always better than the setback. So before we investigate how to structure our metabolic comeback, let's first look into what got us into this mess into the first place. So to stay alive, you need a specific number of calories to do so. Now, when we want to change our body composition, these calories need to be manipulated to accomplish that. Where if you eat less calories than you expend, you should lose weight. However, if you eat more calories than you expend, you will gain weight. Seems easy enough, right? 
I just need to eat less and or move more and I should lose weight. The problem that arises from this is how often we are doing it. The more and more you go to diet, the increased risk you are putting your body at to develop metabolic setback. So let's look into this a bit more in depth. As we already know, to initiate a fat loss phase, you need to drive a calorie deficit. Typically, if this is your first time dieting, the quicker you drop your calories, the quicker fat loss will occur. However, driving an aggressive calorie deficit creates what is known as an energy gap. And that's just the difference between where your body weight is and your calorie intake is. This gap increases and increases as you continue to diet, which eventually activates your body's self-defense system. Not really a good thing when we are dieting. However, most people don't really notice the negative implications of this issue when it's their first time dieting. It's typically the second go-around where this becomes a problem, which we'll elaborate on shortly. Something else that is occurring when you are dieting is that your metabolic rate is going down as well. And this is as an attempt to reduce this energy gap. Basically, your body is trying to maintain homeostasis, meaning your body is trying to maintain stability. It wants to stay the same while adjusting to the conditions that is best for survival. So again, the issues of your metabolic rate slowing down doesn't seem to impact first-time dieters. It's when we go to diet again where this can cause a problem. Clearly, this works, right? Where you can achieve a lower body weight. If you starve yourself long enough, you can achieve your weight loss goals. Typically a little bit easier the first time around. But then what? The diet ends and the hard work is over, right? Now what? After the diet, This is something that a lot of people don't give a lot of thought about because most people, what they do is they go back to their old habits of eating, whatever they want and however much they want. The problem with this approach is our hunger signals aren't stable due to dieting. So it's very easy to eat even more of what we were eating prior to the start of the diet. And this can actually cause body fat overshooting where you weigh more than what you did prior to the start of the diet. And we have talked about some of these before, so let's quickly elaborate though as to why your hunger signals are affected and why they aren't considered stable or even reliable to listen to after a dieting phase. So as we know, some of the hormones that are impacted during dieting are ghrelin, leptin, and our thyroid hormones. And those are just to name a few. Starting off with ghrelin, this is known as the hunger hormone, and it actually goes up during a fat loss stage. So as you are dieting and eating less food over time, it makes sense that we are going to start feeling hungrier. This is ghrelin going up. This is primarily why it's really hard to sustain a dieting phase over an extended period of time. Next, we have leptin, and that's produced in fat cells, and it's actually the opposite of ghrelin. This hormone regulates hunger, meaning it makes you feel less hungry. So as you diet down, you start to lose fat, which causes this hormone to go down. And when leptin goes down, you start to feel less satiated. Moving on now to our thyroid hormones, and they are responsible for our metabolic rate. 
This one, we all know that when we diet, your metabolic rate goes down, and the only way to speed up your metabolism is by eating more food over time. So clearly, there are some significant negative adaptations that dieting has on our bodies. Your hormones clearly take a beating when you diet and are eating very few calories over a significant period of time. And because of this, going back to your old habits, especially if it involves a significant calorie consumption, it's just a recipe for disaster when it comes to trying to maintain your fat loss results. But most people don't understand these negative adaptations that have been developed from dieting. And instead of giving your body time to recover, what do most people do after a diet? The calories go up, often too quickly, and often higher than what they were consuming prior to the diet, which, like we already mentioned, causes your body weight to go up as well, often weighing even more than what you did prior to the start of the initial diet. So when our body weight goes up after a diet, do you think it's a good idea to enter into a dieting phase again to get rid of that fat that came back too quickly? Hopefully you said no. Most people will though, they will go back into a dieting phase. So let's just elaborate, why is this not a good idea? Remember we have three variables that are being impacted here that we need to pay attention to. Our calorie intake, our body weight, and our metabolic rate. Just because your calorie intake and body weight have moved up in the same direction after a diet, approximately at the same rate, that doesn't mean that your metabolic rate did as well. So what do you think happened to your metabolic rate after the dieting phase, after you've overconsumed calories, and after you've gained a bunch of weight? It definitely didn't go up as quickly as your calorie intake and body weight did. And why is that not a good thing? especially if you're considering dieting again too soon. Remember, your metabolic rate is trying to close that energy gap so you can successfully diet and minimize metabolic setbacks. Your metabolic rate doesn't speed up as quickly and it takes longer to recover where it's nowhere near your calorie intake or your body weight and that energy gap still exists. Even though you're eating more food and you think that, hey, that'll help increase my metabolism, it doesn't occur as quickly as you might think. So that energy gap still exists and it's even larger quite often for a lot of people than what it was at the end of a dieting phase. This is not something that we want if we are considering dieting again because we gained too much weight back too quickly. So what happens if you go and diet again with a lower metabolic rate like this? When we enter back into a dieting phase, before our metabolic rate has recovered, our fat loss results are typically not going to be anywhere near what they were compared to the first time around. Fat loss may even eventually stop because our metabolic rate slows down even further. And this is because our metabolic rate continues to slow down from the new calorie deficit and it wasn't given enough time to fully recover after the initial diet. And the energy gap has again increased even further from the initiation of yet another dieting phase. This is why yo-yo dieting is such a problem when it comes to trying to maintain your results. It actually gets harder and harder to diet the more you do it. 
this is completely normal and yet it creates this insecurity in a lot of people that there's something wrong with them when there actually isn't. This clearly is a vicious cycle if you are constantly gaining weight and losing weight and you can actually maintain your weight on super low calories. Again, does this mean that your body is broken? Of course not. So what should you do? Firstly, you want to diet as little as possible. Dieting every single year for a wedding, a vacation, post-New Year's, or even every year for a bodybuilding competition, it's just not sustainable or healthy. Remember that each time you go to diet, it's impacting your metabolic rate, making it harder and harder each time you go to do it, especially if you aren't giving your body enough time to recover in between your dieting phases. This is actually why I took five years off from dieting myself. I put my body through hell dieting for six months, two years in a row. And I got lean for my bodybuilding competition. But even for me, the second time I went to diet for that second show, it was way harder than the first time around. And again, just reassuring you that that is completely normal for everybody. So I decided that I would take some time off, focus on building some muscle, eating more food, and giving my body a much needed break that it clearly needed. And now I'm dieting again for the first time in five years and it's actually going quite well. I haven't had to be as aggressive as the last time and it actually feels a little bit easier than my previous diet. And why is that? It's because I gave my body a much needed break. So what if I gain too much weight back too quickly after my diet? This is probably a common concern that is going on through people's heads right now. Well, firstly, we do want to try to be proactive and implement a proper reverse diet after your diet. If you are strategic with the diet after the diet, this actually shouldn't be an issue. So be sure to listen to episode 60 to learn more about how you can implement a reverse diet after the dieting phase. But if you don't implement a reverse diet, if you go overboard and too much weight regain occurs, I recommend actually riding it out. You just can't enter back into a diet. It's, it's not worth it. The weight regain, it won't last forever. If you track your food, you're consuming at your maintenance calories, and you're ensuring you're being consistent with your daily intake. Your metabolic rate after enough time will eventually catch up where that energy gap, it will close and almost be non-existent. At that point, that's when your body weight will stabilize. But you must just embrace that weight gain if this does happen. It's not worth putting your body through hell by dieting again before it's ready. It needs a break from dieting after dieting. Trying to diet before your body is ready is like trying to run a marathon after you just ran a marathon the next day. It's just not happening, right? Your body needs time to recover, so your metabolic rate has an opportunity to truly recover as well, and then you need to be okay with letting go of dieting for a while. Once you get back to a healthy place where you feel like, you know, your metabolism is in a stable place, then at that point you can revisit the idea of dieting again. But dieting too soon is just a recipe for disaster, so give your body the much-needed break that it's clearly asking for. 
but at the end of the day, your metabolism isn't damaged. Yeah, it may feel that way just because of several years of crash dieting and it needs a break, but it doesn't mean that it's damaged. It's just a setback. A metabolic setback means there's an opportunity for a metabolic comeback. So put in that time and give your body a break. All right, team, that about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you found it helpful as a thank you to me, please do me a huge favor and be sure to share this on your social media. Maybe share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't already, please be sure to go leave this episode a review on iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the episode so we can ensure that we help more people just like this episode was able to help you. So thank you all. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.